When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Phil Mackey. He's pretty irreplaceable for us. He does a lot of things that go unnoticed. Judd Zolgad. Such a good dude. I have the utmost respect for him. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackey and Judd. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. Mackey and Judd in the TCL Broadcast Studios. Dave Harrigan has some questions for us. I do, and I'm going to steal this one directly from emailer Tony, who simply asks, as far as the NCAA and the FBI and all the news that came out this morning from Yahoo, is it possible that this whole thing is so bad and widespread that a bunch of these colleges, universities will get together and finally just tell the NCAA to go pound sand and form their own association and just break away, boys? Could it happen? Will it happen? Forecast it for me. It should happen. I didn't ask that. I said could it, it should or happen. Will it? Uh, yes, it would be a slow process, but it definitely could. I mean, if you look at so if you like, let's say, let's take this list of schools that I that there are seven named in the Yahoo Sports report today. If you take this list of schools: Duke, North Carolina, Texas, Kentucky, Michigan State, USC, and Kansas. Let's say they band together and say bleep this. You know what? We've been making we've been making tons of uh, dough for the NCAA for a long time. We're done here. That's a pretty significant step. So yes, I think you're going to get to the point where where this goes so far and and it pushes really good schools in either basketball or football or both to the point where it very well could happen. And I think it eventually will happen. The NCAA, as we know it right now during this discussion, will be essentially rendered meaningless and it'll be dead. I don't think so. I think they I think they just find a way I think they find a way to tweak the relationship. Think about how much work that would take to get all and then do you do you have separate governing bodies for football than you do for basketball than you do for other non-revenue sports? It's it's easy to just say, "Well, they're going to break away from the NCAA and do this or that," but like football and basketball are different conference structures too. There's a power five there, in football and in basketball. There's like the, the there's the A ten. Here's the important thing to keep in, in mind though. You if if you're these schools, there's there's going to come a point where you want to cut the NCAA out of making any cash off you. So if you form your own if you form your own version and govern it that way, you, you cut them out entirely. But you're but you but keep some, your riches. But you don't keep your riches because because a third party would still have to govern. Like you can't have the school but presidents could, governing. But my point my point is that that could be a third party that you decide on, and you've got a lot more control then. Yeah, I just I mean I just I I understand what you're saying. I just think that that that's 
that's really easy just to to say in theory, but to actually put it into practice and then figure out, okay, what does basketball come along over here? Does football like are they are they just completely are they are conferences gone? Like, oh yeah, eventually yes, I think so. All right, let's talk about the Twins. They kick off Grapefruit League play and well. About 50 seconds or so from right now. Twins and Red Sox going in Fort Myers at JetBlue. Uh, simple question. Every year in the spring, we see some young guy doing something great or some guy struggling and get all worried. Is there anything that can happen during this next month of spring games, good or bad, with any player, any individual, that you can say, yes, boom, that will translate, mm. good or bad, to the regular season. Yes, Miguel Sano can show up 30 <laughs> pounds lighter for, for the opening, unless he's suspended. Then he has more time to lose weight. He can show up svelte to the opening game on the road. Is it Baltimore again? Yeah, it is. Yes. Okay. Like, that's, there's not really anything performance-wise. If Buxton swings and misses at everything in the spring, I would be a little bit concerned about him because he's got to get off to a hot start to make you believe. If uh, if Sano showed up svelte, though, would that translate to June? <laughs> Probably not. Certainly not August. <laughs> no, but like if you, if you, if you're pretty sure he's going to gain weight during the season, you got to start a little lower than 300. <laughs> Give yourself a little room. <laughs> you know what? I've I've gotten the point with uh, spring training where my answer is no. There's nothing now. There's there's nothing I can see that's that important. Because somebody, to your point, Dave, someone's going to get hot, and we're going to get all excited. Oh, look at this guy has turned a definite corners. And then we're going to get to April 15th, and he's going to be popping up. No, you know what? Spring training to me has now gotten to a point where where I refuse, or I should if I don't, I, I refuse to get swayed by things. So my answer is no. It could be the Beyond Hope Park of last year. Gets hot, and might make the make, team. And doesn't even make no, it. No, he's yeah. not. Yeah, you might that's just funny. And actually, that's another good point, too, that every year someone gets hot, like a Beyond Hope Park or, or a Luke Hughes but there's been other guys in that same category. There was a guy for the Cubs that hit like 10 home runs a couple yep. springs ago. Every spring. And just wasn't relevant. And people always overreact. How can this idiotic front office... Remember, there were columns written last spring. How can these morons... What a bad message sending Byung-Ho Park yep. back to the minor leagues. Um, every team Aaron passed Hicks. on him. Aaron Hicks had that great spring. He hit a homer over the Tiki Bar in Clearwater. This yeah. was going to be a fantastic year. Yes. Gives up switch hitting in May, and I think it was sent it's back clockwork. down. Fans and yeah. media overreacting to good spring training performances and then denigrating the front office. This is the spring. I don't do it. I don't get excited. All right. Well, fine. That's yeah, probably because you're not in Fort Myers. That's why you're, you're just going to be bitter at the Twins. Now. Actually, I had that thought last night watching. I was I drove to the airport to pick up my girlfriend, and it's like the it's top three worst driving of the year last night and this morning, just like unplowed side streets and stuff. Thinking this is the week that Judd and I totally would be in Fort Myers. The first week of games. I should would totally be in Fort Myers right now. I hey, great to see you guys here. Pat and Derek, we love having you, you guys. In I should have been calling the wife last night saying, move the car and back. Cause I don't want it to get towed when they come through and plow. Instead, I had to go out and sweep it off myself this morning. Oh God. That's so tough for you. Yeah. You're husband of the year, man. You really are. I really am a catch. I'm the spring catch. That's it. I'm I'm the spring catch. That's All right. Uh, one more Twins question. It's a simple fill in the blank. Lance Lynn signing with the Twins would turn the pitching staff from blank to blank. Uh, I'm going to keep this very very simple and take it from b- because of how things fall right now. And Santana's not in for the first month, and Gibson is actually a pretty key role. Call him Gibby. Gibby. I'm going to take it from. 
um, questionable to reliable. I think there's questions right now. I think at the I think it's okay at the top. Um, and, and I certainly like the trade that they made with the Rays and once Santana gets back, but it's sort of questionable to me right now. And I think if you went with the rotation that had Lynn, let's see, let's say as your three starter, and then on uh, May first you get Santana back, it's reliable. So questionable to reliable. For now it beyond rotation though, the whole staff. This is bullpen included. Don't forget. Same thing. Same thing for me. I think it goes from not in the playoffs to playoffs. I think Lance Lynn. I think if you don't bring in somebody else. And if you were to wait till the deadline, who knows? Maybe you get off to a slow start and you're just not good enough anymore. But yep. if you go into the season with Jose Barrios, Jake Odorizzi, and Lance Lynn, and then Irvin Santana at some point, that's a not division-winning like Cleveland Indians rotation. Cleveland's going to win 95 or 100 maybe. So you're probably still going to play for one of those coin flip wildcard spots. Uh, but it feels like a playoff caliber team. Well, you do the math. Once Irv gets back, assuming no injury, Irv, Odorizzi, Lynn, Barrios, and what, Gibby's your five? Yeah, yeah. I like that. And, That's if Gib- right. and if Gibby doesn't, there's so many, y- you want to go in making sure that you're not married to like Gibson, Phil Hughes, and a couple crappy relievers. Correct. That the, the best teams in baseball, there's there was a couple of great examples last year where the Yankees had Chance Adams as one of the top pitching prospects. Chance Adams was just like, sorry, we don't have room for you. Our bullpen's too loaded, and mm-hmm. we're just not ready yet. Um, there's a couple pitchers for the Dodgers and their organization, top prospects. Mm-hmm. And they just said, eh, you can join us, but you're going to mop up. because." Right. So they have a top prospect mopping up. Imagine if you could build depth to the point where instead of needing Steven Gonsalves to come up, you could just kind of bring him in situationally as a reliever first, and then he became Lance Lynn and Michael Waka and Adam Wainwright with the Cardinals. That That's such a pitching-rich uh, organization throughout the last 10 or 15 years, those guys all come in and they're relievers right away because, hey, we don't have room for you. We have so much depth, we don't have room for you. They're more reliable. Exactly right. Yes. Uh, Jay Billis is supposed to join the show in about a half hour at 1245. So uh, let's do this. When we come back here, we're going to give away some prizes on a game show Friday in the TCL Broadcast Studios. We need a couple callers, uh, callers three and four to 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. It's Mackie and Judd. Mackie and Judd now continue. This is what it's all about, gentlemen. It's what we train for. On 1500 ESPN. And this portion of Mackie and Judd is brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Proud sponsor of The Beer Show. Game Show Game Show Friday with Mackie and John. Here are your hosts, Phil Mackie and Judd Zolgan. Yes. Hey, it's great to be back. Yeah, you were uh, you were gone last Friday. How did so the we, golf show game show go? It was fun. We played a little closest to the pin, which is what we should be playing at the golf show. Yes, it's uh, very fitting. Chris Long loves Game Show Friday. In fact, Chris Long was kind of the inspiration for Game Show Friday four years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, he told us about, it was like a show or a station he listened to, I want to say, in his uh, Indianapolis days. And he said, they did kind of a thing where they play, like, games and stuff. He said, what if we did a Game Show Friday? He's like, yes. Uh-huh. Yes, that's the idea. So we did it. And we're still doing it four years later. And today's is sponsored by it, Red Cow and Red Rabbit. And uh, Red Cow and Red Rabbit, probably the hottest and best 
restaurant chain here. Chain is maybe the wrong word, but grouping. Yeah, grouping. It's in fantastic. The, in the Twin Cities. You got the more the Italian twist of Red Rabbit and the meat of Red Cow. I like the ones downtown. There's all there's an there's expansion of Red Rabbit happening. There's another Red Cow, so there's multiple of each. And uh, we also have a $50 Red Cow Red Rabbit gift card to give away as part of Game Show Friday today. Really? We do, and nice. you're not eligible. Darn. Neither am I. Wish I was. We have Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 for PlayStation 4. A couple of four packs of tickets to uh, state high school hockey tournament games this Saturday. And same kind of different as me on Blu-ray starring Greg Kinnear and Renee Zellweger. Should we do this? I'm not familiar with that one. Let's yeah, get, let's do this let's, thing. We got let's Matt and Mark on the lines. Matt, are you there? Yes. Mark. Oh, what's up? What's going Hi, on, guys? guys. Yeah. So here's how this is going to work. Judd and Matt, you're going to be a team. All right. And Mark and myself will be a team as well. Dave Harrigan, what game will we be playing today? Matt, Mark, Judd, and Phil get ready for a very special Winter Olympic edition of the $100,000 or maybe just a radio station t-shirt pyramid. Yes. Oh, we got t-shirts. Nice. Okay. Yes, it's copyright infringement, and we don't have enough money to give away $100,000 like in the $100,000 pyramid. But we've got $50 gift cards That's to right. Red Cow Red Rabbit. That's right. So we've got some Olympic-themed words and uh, phrases and we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock for each round, and it'll be two rounds for each team to name as many as you can. So, Judd, we're going to start with Judd and Matt. 30 seconds on the clock. Matt, Judd's going to try to explain without saying the actual word or phrase what the word or phrase is. And as soon as you get it, we'll move on to the next one. So uh, two separate rounds. So you can't win it in the first round, but you, but you may sure be able lose to it. lose it. You can sure lose it. Yes. Are you get- Matt, are you ready? Yep. All right, Matt. All right, Judd, here we go. Country where the games are being held, Matt. Uh, Bing Chong. No, country where the games are being oh. held. Uh, Korea, South Korea. Sport identified with, with beer drinking. The U.S. team will go for the gold in this sport this morning. Curling. Uh, sport sport that is most identified with dope smoking. Sean White won a gold. It's a snowboard event. Half pipe. Uh, red, white, red, white, and blue. That this is chanted uh, continually at Olympic events by America. Uh, the ultimate medal that you can win at the Olympics. Kiss and cry room. Ooh, ooh. I'll start on that last one here because that was. But that's so. Judd got five with Matt there. Very nice start, Judd. For round much number better one. than usual. I love how you snuck in dope smoking and beer for two of your... He got it right away because of that. (laughs) Beer drinking. (laughs) Curling is a beer drinking sport. Is it? Is curling a beer drinking sport? I think so, The Canadians love their beer, yes. Do they? Well, I know that the Canadians love their beer. Right, but it's their sport. Or it was, at least, until we took it away. All right, Mark, are you ready? Yes. All right, let's try try hard here. This is mostly for me. Uh... It's the sport where they're very graceful on a sheet of ice. You're skating. Al Michaels' catchphrase at the end of the 1980 hockey win by the U.S. Do you believe in miracles? The network that televises the Olympics. NBC. Blonde skier woman. Lindsey Vaughn. Where you're really fast on a sheet of ice with big thighs. You are what? Country that was basically banned from... Well, let's go away from that one because it's obvious. Uh, five, correct, right? One, two, three, four, five. Are you saying five. I can't use that one? 
That one, like, I got too far I, into the. That is funny. That. Judd said kiss and cry. Yeah, even I, I figure was very skating. far into okay, that. Okay, fine. Uh huh. Okay, Thank fine. you very much. Thank you very much. Okay, fine. Okay, five to five. Really Matt. stacking the deck there. Five okay. to five. This is a real good competition. That's yeah, very tight going into the final round. All right. Matt, you set? Yeah. All right. Let's go. Country once known as the USSR. It is not allowed to be in these Olympics. So Russia. it's a, uh, the 1980 Olympic hockey coach was. Pass. Uh, you go to downhill in, in this event and go off a ramp. It's called. Uh, long jump. No, no, no. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Cross-country skiing and rifle shooting combined in this event. Biathlon. Uh, this guy is on TV. He's got great hair with Tara Lipinski. Pass. Uh, not the gold or bronze, but the what? Uh, oh, that's after the buzzer. Dang. Three. Dang. Can I go back? on <laughs> Johnny Weir was one of them, and then Herb Brooks is the coach. Yeah. Okay, of the on. 1980 so we, got, so we got Russia, we got ski jumping, and we got biathlon, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. All right, we need four to win here, Mark. Otherwise, we go to a tiebreaker. And are you ready? That's good stuff. Good competition here. Uh, it always I'm is. Ready, but I'd like to make a contention. You, you Phil, you you, 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 uh, you blurted out the question for the Russia one in the, at the end of yours, so that shouldn't count for them. Well, but but see, Judd blurted out a hint for the figures, for what was it? Figure, figure skating yeah. one. Because yeah, I said cry. kiss and cry room. So, so does my still get to count on that one? Yeah, we're gonna. They both washed out because yep, you both, both got the points. So we need stop four to complaining win. and play the game. <laughs> no, okay. Mark's complaint is valid. It's valid. Not it's my, my fault. Eyes. All right, here we go, Mark. Location of 1980 Olympics. Uh, Lake Placid, New York. The country above ours. Canada. Another U.S. women's skier. Last name rhymes with a Wolves basketball player. Andrew. Uh, Scott, or, uh, Jesse Diggins. Yes. Um, four people or two people, you ride a thing down a tube of ice. Uh, What's... Nope, the other one. Uh, bobsled. Yes, there it is. The victory uh, for Mark. Matt, we tried very hard. Wow. We tried very Valiant hard. Valiant effort by both you guys. Uh, you're both going to win something. We appreciate you playing a game show Friday on Mackie and Judd. You know what I think? Slowing the game down there helps sometimes. Sometimes, like, Star is so good, and ha- having the superstar Mike Morris out of the room entirely for this segment makes it easier for us. Star is really good at this game. Yeah. Star is uh, outstanding. He gets into the zone, and he just, uh, he's ferocious. Oh, there, there's Chris Long now. Says, that I, I sat in my car long after arriving at my destination to listen to Game Show Friday. <laughs> so there you go. Chris Long, big fan of Game Show Friday. We should have Chris on and see if he can run the table on the rest of these. Oh, he'd be. We got a bunch more. He'd be very good. Um, yeah, peep, our timelines are full of reckless speculation and uh, Lance Lynn discussion here. I think we've got everyone all riled up. Reckless speculation. I've got the article that John Heyman wrote. Okay. From FanRag Sports. Uh-huh. I'm just going to read you a few paragraphs here. Keep in mind, John Heyman's one of the most plugged-in Major League Baseball reporters in the country. And he was at Twin Spring training a few days ago. And he posted this piece last night called, Could Lance Lynn be the final piece for the Twins on FanRag Sports? The Twins still have some flexibility, he quotes an executive, to pursue a starting pitcher if they find a deal they like. And sources suggest that pitcher of interest could be Lance Lynn, mm-hmm. who they seem to prefer among the remaining top free agent starters. After losing out on you Darvish, who they met with quietly in Texas and offered $100 million over five years, they've been in touch with all of the top starters. However, there's still a gap in the talks. 
There hasn't been much buzz surrounding Lance Lynn, but the Twins do seem to like him. One person with the Twins suggested the asking price hasn't moved much or enough to this point, but that doesn't mean a deal is impossible. The Twins expect Irvin Santana back a few weeks into the season, and their rotation would be decent once he returns. Jake Odorizzi and Jose Barrios would be uh, the front of it right now. But is it a playoff-worthy rotation? So he then goes in kind of speculating on how good they would be. I don't think a guy that plugged in... He does some speculation stuff, but he got this is very much like somebody, sourced information. Some, somebody with the Twins told him this and said, but you can't even say sources, right? So like somebody, Levine said, hey, we're talking to Lynn. You can't use, use my name. In fact, I don't even want to be a source for this. Mm-hmm. As far as you can't say a twin source or a big league source, but he's probably going to be the closest guy that we're going to try and sign. Yep. Yeah, this is where I mean yeah. you've been a reporter long enough in your in your days covering the NFL where maybe your information's not complete, but you write something that would be easy to sort of spin off if you were if you were correct. Yeah. It's not out of thin air. The key phrase is you're going to look good if you float the name Lance Lynn. Mm-hmm. And for the twins, I'd have to think that because Maurer and Irvin Santana do come off the books, if you weren't in love with like a three or four year deal for Lance Lynn for fifteen million dollars a year, whatever the cost is going to be, you could get away with it because you don't have to pay these other guys. Right. So if you're if you only have one or two of those contracts of pitchers who are thirty to thirty five years old, like you can stomach them. Phil Hughes is on the books for a couple more years, uh, but yeah, I, I I wouldn't be shocked at all if sometimes th- this weekend with the forty man roster spot opened up, that makes a lot of sense. And if if you think about it, so. April, you would have basically a need for four starters, right? So Gibson, if he's your five, he would get what a couple starts. But your schedule is it's not it's not like you play every day in April. So until Santana gets back, if you sign Lance Lynn, you'd basically start four guys consistently, and then and then mix the fifth guy in in Gibson in May. It looks, to me, it's a lot more palatable than, because as I told you before, if Gibson then fails you, you're like, okay, that's too bad. If Gibson fails you now, it's a real problem. Yeah. Uh, Until we get to Jay Billis at 1245, we do have an open segment here. If you guys want to chime in. No, you you need need to come back and tell me the one twin that you saw last night. I will do that. trade. If people also want to call in, then uh, the numbers are 651-646-8255 and 877-615-1500. But yes, there was a... And I'm just not that impressed with one of the top prospects, Mackie mm-hmm. and Judd. You think you like downhill skiing? Bodie Miller doesn't like downhill skiing. He's actually a little bit disinterested by it all. He's really good with line and, and good with, you know, really hard edge pressure. So if, if he actually, he might actually benefit more than some of the downhillers from the way they've adapted. Oh, oh. down. Cochran Siegel goes. He gets his arms stuck in the panel. It was the same mistake that got Trickachev, too. So let's keep our eye on that grippy snow that's, that's throwing off the athletes right now. Skiing, huh? Skiing. Poles. Yeah. Okay. Super, super G. Boots. Fluff. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. I am a fan. I can look at them all day long and die laughing. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Speculation! <laughs> Oh man, this is a tweet. Here's a, here's Doogie via Twitter. So somebody asked him, "Hey, what do you make of the noise around Lance Lynn this morning?" And Doogie tweets. So Doogie, he has been uh, texting us a few updates throughout the show, but he goes, "My last seven hours, 
I think I can say all these words on the air. I'm going to. Diarrhea, vomit, vomit. Wife's car breaks down. Headache, vomit, vomit. Did get a text, though, secondhand, that the twins made a low offer to Lance Lynn. But it's not nearly enough to run with. But hey, this tweet was already full disclosure. Oh, Googie. <laughs> oh, he's the best. That poor guy is, it seems like he's sick all the time now. Yeah, he needs a better immune system. I mean, he's got the kids, and I, I know that's tough. Uh, it's tough not to get sick when you have kids, but boy, Duke seems to be sick a lot. Pound some emergency. Get a chiropractic adjustment or something. Be, be proactive. I don't know the chiropractic adjustment's going to help him. Um, so I was uh, I was watching the game last night, the Twins game against the Gophers. You were watching some of it before the Wild game. Um, once upon a time, we thought Aaron Hicks was a can't-miss prospect. First-round draft pick. A lot of interesting numbers throughout the minor leagues. Five-tool guy, right? He could run. He could hit for some power. He could throw. He could play center field. Uh, once upon a time, we thought Kyle Gibson, who was a first-round pick and a bunch of strikeouts in the minor leagues and big-time ERA numbers, that that he was a can't-miss top of the road. To, maybe not a number one, but like a number two, mm-hmm. at worst, number three. And he's 30 years old, and you're just tr- trying to figure out if he's a rotation guy now still. But he had all the tools. Matt Garza can't miss at one point. Danny Valencia was a hot topic in the minor leagues at one point, and he's been serviceable as kind of a platoon hitter. Ben Revere, that could, I could go on and on and on. Right. But more often than not, I think unless you're the number one overall pick, a Joe Maurer or I believe Royce Lewis will, will be a very good player too, prospects either settle in as busts or solid contributors, but not superstars. So that that's what we have to keep in mind when – there's trade discussions for a Chris Archer or whoever it may be at the deadline that most more often than not take away Royce Lewis and like Byron Buxton was the number two overall pick could have been number one. The guys you are looking at and following are either going to be busts or just solid contributors, but not superstars. And I think Nick Gordon is in the same bin. Just watching him even take a few at bats last night. I mean, he's like I. I just wouldn't be afraid to trade him for in a deal for a blockbuster in a blockbuster so, deal for a big time pitcher. What do you see that that doesn't impress you that much at this point? I just feel like he's destined to be a solid but unspectacular player. First of all, he's a hundred sixty pounds soaking wet. Did you see? You saw him at the plate, yep, right? Like yep. he's. Yep, I saw his he's, first at bat. He's swimming in his jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, very little power. Fourteen home runs in over four hundred minor league games. He's how old now? I want to say he's twenty two. Okay, now or he's going to be twenty two. Twenty two. Uh, he's he's a bad base dealer. He's got speed. Obviously, he plays shortstop, and yeah, but he's he's he gets thrown out. I want to say he has a two to one stolen base ratio, which is not enough to green light, especially in the major leagues. If you're not if you're not able to run at will in the minor leagues then you're probably not going to have much success with top defensive catchers in the world trying to gun you down. And there's a lot of questions about his ability to play shortstop. I'm not trying to trash the guy. I'm just saying when put into the you know into the context of would you include him as a centerpiece of a deal for an established pitcher at the trade deadline after kind of getting a look at him, not that there's not some more upside to be had there, but what stands out is my question with Nick Gordon. And what, when you watch him, what stands out? When you watch Byron Buxton, he's the fastest guy in oh, the sure, world, yeah. right? Yeah. So he's 22, and I, I guess my question about him is this. And I, I asked Derek this on the Thursday show. What's the long-term plan here, too? Like, are you going to try and bring back Dozier? Because if you bring him back, that occupies second base. Or if it doesn't, that means Dozier might move eventually, eventually not right now, to third base. You've got the prospect at at uh, shortstop coming up for sure, 
So you've got some some flexibility here. So is Gordon, but if he stays in the twin system, is Gordon a second baseman probably? Because, I mean, he's probably not a long-term shortstop. Or do, do you, to your point, try and spin him off for pitching, which I'd be fine with. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, I guess I would try to spin him off for pitching to answer your question. And again, I'm not saying that he's not going to be like a rock solid major league player, but I don't think he's going to be Brian Dozier good. He certainly doesn't have that kind of power. I don't think he's going to be, well, his brother D. Gordon. Well, let me give you a few examples here. Once you get to double A, I think you should start to show some signs or at least a standout attribute where you look at once a guy gets to double A, a position player, mm-hmm. if there's not a standout attribute, you're probably not going to be a superstar, you know, build a franchise around a player type of a guy you're probably more destined to be a complimentary piece. And his brother, D. Gordon, in double-A, well, triple-A, he was hitting like 330. Double-A, he was stealing 70 bases, 50 bases. So you saw, okay, maybe there's no there's no power, the guy has no home runs, and you know maybe there's some things to work on over here, but holy crap, he stole how many bases? Right. Standout attribute. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dustin Pedroia is another guy who the Red Sox kind of built their franchise around him and, and David Ortiz, obviously, over that 10-year stretch. He walked in double-A AA and triple-A more often than he struck out, mm-hmm. which is incredibly rare. That Even in the minor leagues, that's incredibly rare. Usually, if you have a two-to-one ratio, you're doing pretty good. If you walk more than you strike out, you have an amazing eye at the plate, and you're going to hit for a high average in any level. Miguel Sano, we talk about his flaws, but Miguel Sano is a pretty ferocious power hitter, and he was showing that in double-A. He was hitting 35 homers in 115 games or whatever it was. Absolutely, yeah. So for Nick Gordon, again, he's the he's got 14 homers and 400, so power's not his thing. Not that it was ever supposed to be. Yep. He doesn't really steal bases. Now, does this make him... So does this mean that if this is what you think, that you're going to have teams onto this as well, and that his his value, if you take him to market, won't be such? Because I, I think our assumption now is, hey, if you try and go back to the race eventually in July to get Archer, that you're going to try and build a package around this guy. Are they going to say exactly what you're saying, which is, well, we like him and he's okay, but there's no there's no standout attribute in the minors, and thus thus we don't project him as a real impactful major league player. Well, I well uh, first of all, if people want to chime in, if they have, if you have twins thoughts here on Lance Lynn or Nick Gordon or whatever it may be, six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. Jay Bill is scheduled to join us in about five or ten minutes. Um, I'm look. I think that's two different perspective. So from the Twins perspective, all I'm saying is I'm not saying that he's going to be a bust. I'm saying I don't think he's going to be a superstar. So you don't if you don't think he's going to be a superstar, you would for sure be fine including him in a trade for Chris Archer, who is a superstar. And he's a, a very impactful major league pitcher. If you're another team like the Rays looking for some value in a trade, I think you look at Nick Gordon and say, "All right, maybe he's not going to be a superstar, but we could really use a serviceable second baseman or shortstop." Mm-hmm. Although they have Willie, I believe it's Adamus is how you pronounce it. I've never heard his name pronounced, and he's one of the top middle infield prospects in baseball. They also have Tim Beckham who came on last year. So for the Rays specifically, they might not look at Nick Gordon the same way that other teams would because they already have their middle infield maybe set for the next five or six years. Mm-hmm. So if so, all I'm saying is, if you're the Twins or a Twins fan, don't make the same mistake with a Nick Gordon or a Steven Gonsalves as you did with Aaron Hicks and Matt Garza and Kyle Gibson. Those guys are kind of 50-50 shots to be super impactful players. 
I don't get the impression, and I don't, don't know if you agree with this or not, I don't get the impression that this current administration is going to necessarily um, help in playing up prospects like the previous one did. I feel like Terry came from an era where, where Baseball America was very influential, and there was a period in the 80s into the 90s there where you would have prospects sold as, I remember the Mets were going to have the next great rotation. There was Isringhausen and Pulsifer, and there was a third guy. And if I'm not mistaken, they were on the cover of Baseball America one spring, and everyone yeah. thought, oh my God, here they come. The Yankees around the same time did the same thing. And I feel I feel like in, in that era, if you came from there, you allowed your prospects to get built up, possibly to trade them. It feels like now the current executive doesn't do that as much. Don't know if I'm right or not, but I think yeah. that they try and I think they try and slow cook and downplay now as opposed to get the fan base excited. Well, and then I don't to your point. If a guy winds up on the cover of Baseball America now, I think front offices are way too savvy to get drawn into that hype. I would agree completely. Like you're never going to overlook all of the opinions of your scouts and analytics team and everything sure. else to be like, yeah, right, but like, oh my god, yeah. Nick Gordon's on Bill the cover Pulsifer's of Baseball really America. really going to be good cuz the Mets say he is. <laughs> Bill Pulsifer. Uh yeah. So, you know, we'll see what happens. The one thing that really stood out though with Nick Gordon is just how diminutive he is. He doesn't Yeah, you know, like people. Byron Buxton's at least got a big wiry frame, right? He's he's tall and kind of lanky when well, he and, starts to run and he runs like a deer yeah so we'll see what happens i wouldn't be afraid to include nick gordon in a trade i'm not saying he's going to be a, a complete bust or trash i just don't know what stands out and he's in double a let's come back this big story broke this morning yahoo sports more on the underbelly of college basketball and payments to athletes and jay billis is scheduled to join us when we come back here from the tcl broadcast studios Mackie and judd Becky and Judd are back on 1500 ESPN. The brand new 1500 ESPN app is here. Stream live shows, download podcasts, read the latest sportswear articles, and more all in one place. Still need a reason to download it? We've got more of those. We're spending the whole month giving away a $50 Red Cow Red Rabbit gift card every day and a 55-inch TCL Roku TV every week. But you have to have the app to enter. Download the new 1500 ESPN app in the Apple App Store and Google Play Store, and do it now. Mackie and Judd, we've covered a lot of ground today. A little, little reckless speculation, Lance Lynn, some Juddbot 3000 in the mix. The the rec- reckless speculation I would actually put today, Phil Mackie, at a lot and quality. Like some of our, our reckless speculation is fun, but the quarterback stuff, it's it comes from whole cloth, basically, right? This Lance Lynn thing, it comes from basically we are the Twin City Sports Detectives. Yeah, that's a fair way to put it. We are, we have sussed out. We looked at a Ross, a simple roster move made yesterday, and we have sussed it out. I think it's time to put out a missing persons report. I am getting worried. If you have seen or know the whereabouts of Zach, Granny, Charlie, or Mitko, please call the Excel Energy Center. When are we going to get the Judbot 3000 in on some reckless speculation? Oh, I think he should get it in on it on Monday for trade deadline. <laughs> he might trade the whole roster though. The Judbot might actually, if you give Judbot three thousand, and I have no idea what he would do. I don't know because you guys aren't aren't going to allow me near him. But I could see him trading a lot of guys on Monday. <laughs> Couldn't you, Dave? Where do you think he would start? Suits. I think Judbot. Well, hold, hold on. Is Judbot smart or not? 
because if he's smart, well, you've he, heard plenty of Judbot. What do you think? Oh, you I think like you're him. awfully smart, and he thinks like you. So I think the Judbot three thousand would know who has no move contracts. I wonder if Judbot would call for a GM firing on Monday. Congratulations to the Wild on another brilliant, winning, and sustainable performance last night. What was the strategy? The strategy was this. Follow behind 2-0 and depend on your fourth line to bring it you back with a couple cheap goals. Way to go furious rallies. I am sure that will work <laughs> out for you in the playoffs. Can you hear the sarcasm in my voice? Here's something without the sarcasm. I can't stand watching these clowns. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I think the Judd bot brought better <laughs> wild takes to the first hour of the show today than real Judd. You have real competition on your hands for wild discussion on this show now. He's been crushing you, wild Olympic puck. That's true. He okay. First, you got to step your game up, okay. real real Judd. First of all, the the bot three thousand is stealing some of my best lines. <laughs> Furious rallies was mine. He's giving you credit. He's now a Judd, Juddbot is has a direct you know line into your brain. You know of course, he's stealing your lines. I like him. I like him. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and lash out against. Clearly, someone has tapped into this brain, and God bless him, because it's a scary place to go. But good for him. Good for the, good for the bot. I think he's done a great. I am very curious to, to hear what Judbot has to say after uh, Sunday's tilt. I believe San Jose comes to town. He'll watch. Oh yeah, leading He'll, up to the uh, trade deadline, you gotta yeah. be excited. Judbot two o'clock Monday. He waits. Uh, by the way, I know we've been talking about this. We're, we were scheduled to be joined by Jay Billis this segment, and we may still hear from him. We will see. But here is an email from Greg because I threw the question out about this college basketball story, where now we're just we are uncovering the underbelly and some of the payment structures that have been in place between agents and big-time recruits, mm-hmm. shoe companies and stuff the last few months, and this big Yahoo story came out. Mm-hmm. And I said, what would be wrong with with top high school seniors or college players having an agent that they are – that if, if, if I'm an agent and I want to pay $50,000 as an advance because I believe that this guy might make several million dollars, and it's like that's his market value, mm-hmm. he can still play college basketball mm-hmm. – why is that a problem? And, and uh, Greg emails him, what if you had an option before you were enrolled? If you take a scholarship, you can't receive money. Or you could opt to make money from a third party, but not be eligible for the scholarship. You have to pay that yourself, some of the funds you receive from other sources. Um, but I don't think it's about like saving school but, scholarship money. That's no, the it's thing. No, not. No, but here's the, here's the issue. These kids that play college basketball and football make the school tons of money. They make them loads. So this isn't to me this to me what we have to get past is this notion, this foolish notion that in 2018 this is still somehow amateur athletics. It's not. It's not. This is a revenue generating enormous amount of cash coming in and and loads of people are benefiting, but we take the players and say you're not eligible, and you have to act like you're amateur athletes. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's super complicated. I'm not even saying that my theory is the right one because I just literally came up with it an hour ago. I just think at some point, if you're unable to police this wide net and this wide system of which, players getting paid through different third parties, which the NCAA clearly is, no, they're relying on the on the Washington Post and Yahoo to police it for them, and the FBI. Yes, that's. And listen, all right, America. You will not be able to drive more than 60 miles an hour on these roads. But, I mean, we can't police it ourselves. So, right. 
Just figure it out. Just call us. If the Star Tribune catches someone going 70, you yeah. be sure to yeah. let us know. We'll, we'll send you a ticket. And that's kind of what it is. Uh, 651-646-8255. Judbot Jr. Judbot Jr. here. Stop bashing the wild. It only matters. The regular season is for show. The playoffs is the only thing that matters. It's the fact, Jack. <laughs> The bot's not going to like that because what has the wild done? I I know what the bot would say to that. Go ahead. What ha, what has this team done? If that was correct, and it partially is, that point's a good point. Has this team done a thing in the spring to lead you to believe that they can flip the switch? And the answer is absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Uh, this is some interesting breaking news. We got picture breaking news. Twins pitcher breaking news. Oh, no. Former Twins pitcher breaking news. Oh, no. What? I'm just going to I'm gonna quiz you on this, all right? So Ron Garden hires My the manager. Off, yeah. Ron Garden hires the manager of the Tigers. Yep. He is now reunited with a former Twins pitcher. Sammy DiDuno. It's a great guess, but it's incorrect. <laughs> well, Pelf was pitcher there. Pitcher just signed a major league contract with the Tigers. I think Pelf's with the White Sox now, right? I don't know where he is. I think he's a free agent. Is okay. he a free agent? I thought he was with the White. It doesn't matter. Not a lot of money, but you know. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, he can feed okay, his so kids. I'm sorry. The clue again. Ron Garden hires the manager of the Tigers, right, I know that, and yeah. he is now reunited as of this signing that just took place. Bob Nightingale, USA Today, reporting uh, a one-year contract, a major league contract, reuniting Garden hire with a former Twins pitcher, starter or bullpen. I think starter. <laughs> That's, that's not a great clue. That's da- I that's think damning, starter. Man. That's damning to start. Oh, there's so many choices. A former twin pitcher. Uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Come on, you guys can get this. Is guy. Kevin Correa still in the league? <laughs> no, I think he's in much, California. much. I would say much higher upside in his day. This guy doesn't have a lot of upside left, but Johan signed already. He left the Twins. <laughs> he left the Twins. He you're left the getting visit? a little closer. Francisco. Okay. Yeah! <laughs> he did this to himself again. One year, $4 million. You know, so Ron Gardenhire has had, you oh. know, he had a couple health scares with the twins, and he, he, he had the health. Yes. With the twins, Ron Gardenhire had, had some machine. high blood pressure. Yeah. And I think it was 90% due to Francisco Liriano throughout his tenure as the manager. So he must be feeling pretty good health-wise to bring that guy how, back. How many games are the Bengals going to lose this season? The Bengals? Tigers. They, they're <laughs> they're going to be both might lose a lot. They are going to be absolutely awful, dreadful. Yeah, Frankie. Uh, Frankie's got to be in his early to mid thirties, and I think he's like thirty three years old now. But it's a one year, four million dollar contract. Tor- uh, Toronto last year? Did he get traded at the deadline? So he's to- been with Toronto. He was he was he was on the Houston Ro- uh, that- Houston Rockets, Houston Astros World Series <laughs> roster. Right. Yeah, he's got a ring. What? <laughs> oh, what is Guardy doing to himself? And plus, he's just being set up. He's being set up because there's he's they're all going to get blown out in a couple of years. Ninety nine was the t- top loss season under Guardy here, right? Yeah, they didn't yeah. Go over he 100. wasn't responsible for the one hundred three yeah. that was Paul Molitor. I mean, he's got to hit triple digits this year. Oh yeah. It's without a shadow of a doubt. The only thing point. that might save him is the fact that there's three teams in the division now that Kansas City is blown up to. White that, Sox and Royals. Like they could kind of feast off each other and all lose 95 games instead of one of them losing 100. Friend, I, I still think the White Sox are going to be decent, though. The White the White Sox actually they're not going to be good, but they're not. They they've got enough young players. I think 
that yeah, they're not going to be, be a okay. complete Royals and Tigers will be bad, but Tigers are going to be a train Ooh. wreck. Uh, Frankie Liriano last year between the Astros and the Blue Jays, thirty-eight games, eighteen starts, only ninety-seven innings, a five-point-six-six earned run average. <laughs> that good, and uh, five walks per nine innings, which is really bad. I can't believe Gardy did this to himself. <laughs> He's uh, thirty-three, going to be thirty-four years old. I mean, Frankie, I'm sure, will battle his tail off throughout the season, but I don't think it's going to be enough. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about the Garden Hire Frankie relationship was when Gardy and Rick Anderson agreed because they kept tinkering with his mechanics and trying to figure out like how to get him back in that feeling comfortable and got to get Frankie feeling comfortable. So they had the catcher, whoever the catcher it was, whoever the catchers were. Instead of like lining up on the outside or the inside or trying to get the pitcher to oh, throw I'm, to a spot, I remember reading. This. They instructed the catchers to just line up right down the middle of the plate. I remember this. And have Frankie try to aim down the middle so that he could let the natural movement <laughs> drift to the corners because he couldn't hit a spot. Can you imagine? But I'm looking forward to that Falvey again. That that that's your plan. <laughs> All we're gonna do is have Castro line up right down the middle of the plate with a big sign that says "Throw it here." <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All right. Well, if uh, if you missed anything from the Judbot 3000, you can find it on demand, Mackie and Judd show page, 1500ESPN.com, Apple Podcast, the new 1500ESPN mobile app now if you're a Droid user or uh, or Apple. It's, it's all there. So, all right. We'll see you on see Monday. See you. Bye. With classes in crisis communication, influence, and data presentation, Gonzaga University's online Master's in Communication and Leadership equips you with the tools you need to communicate clearly and encourage creativity in any industry. Concentrations in digital media, strategic communication, and global leadership allow you to customize your degree. Visit gonzaga.edu communication and learn why a master's degree from Gonzaga can help you take your career to the next level. That's gonzaga.edu communication. As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. Grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever, so you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's sentence clarity rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts.